0: Dungeons & Drimbus is rated R for rude language, rough violence, and raunchy humor.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary.
2: I do declare, here's what happened previously, on Dungeons and Drimpers. When an abomination suddenly appears near the left the party springs into action. After a tense scuffle, Terronicus banishes the abomination, and the party hides in the trees, with Richard waiting under the carriage. Without any further sign of the abominations anywhere, the team prepares to head to Lep to have Jessica and Barbara interrogated. As they begin to beam up, they see Grails in the distance, and hear the far-off cry of Gregon. I do declare, Urana is back in session!
3: You all get sucked up into the tubes and shot around until you appear in this dark white room you landed in last time. Landing belly first.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Oh,
3: What?
5: No warning from any of you. God, sorry, sorry. Uh, What is this? What are we, what are we, we're in the moon? I'm so confused.
3: And as you look up in this contained room, the rest of you, instead of Terry and Larry, you are greeted by four Warforged in LEP uniform. They each have four arms and are decked <laughs> in what looks like protective armor instead of the usual regular cloth-like uniform that agents tend to wear. You see their eyes emit a blue glow as they scan across all of you. Tyronicus Jangle, agent, identified. Viper Hale, agent, identify. Thomas Phelps, Guest, identified. Richard, Edgeworth, Guest, identified. Unknown, unknown, unknown. Three of the Warforged immediately grab Monique, Jessica, and Barb. Hey, hey,
5: what about that My What goodness. about Kit? What about Kit? What
3: about Kit? Kit Hera, prisoner, identified Damn it. <laughs> they pull out these solid pieces of metal that look like half handcuffs. Ooh. They pull your arms behind your back. Oh, wow. Okay. Place them on and a purple shimmering force emanates, completing the cuffs into magical restraints. Oh. With one swift motion, they then stand you up on your feet.
4: Oh!
1: Don't Oof. do okay. anything right. stupid. You'll be okay.
4: Now, excuse me. Um, usually, somebody buys me dinner before they put me in handcuffs. <laughs> well,
3: Jess, I, I, I. Acknowledge, <laughs> officers. Actually, that one's a guest too, and he points to Monique. You see, one of them emits the blue glow and scans over Monique again and says, "Unregistered." Uh, okay, we'll get her registered then.
4: Welcome back, agents.
1: Good to be back.
4: Hi. Nice to meet you folks. I, I don't know if you know. I don't know if I know. I'm not sure what we know. Hello. And Jessica just smiled.
1: Officers, take them away. You'll find out very soon. Don't do anything stupid and you'll be just fine.
4: Define stupid. Stupidity kind of is a... We'll see you soon. Oh, okay. That's nice. Are we leaving? We just got here.
3: Jimbo, Cubit, Huel, watch the unidentified. I will contact Selma Hans. And you see one of the Warforged steps out of the Jimbo.
4: Who's Jimbo? Is that you? Is that you that's holding me? Who's holding me? Patty. Name's Jimbo. Well, hi, Jimbo. You know, when I was in Apia, I got to see a great drag act uh, the, with a the queen uh, by the name of uh, Jimbo. So th- that's a that's a it's a good one. Yeah. How are you doing? You good? I'm not allowed to talk about that at work.
1: <gasps> oh, I knew
4: it. I am just so starstruck. I have to tell you. He just stares at you. Blue glow emanating from his eyes. Okay, well.
1: Are we just we're just waiting here? What are we- We're not at liberty to really explain what's going on right now, Oh so- so You're
4: never at liberty to do anything, are you? Oh yeah,
5: obviously. You didn't tell us about the moon. You didn't tell us about, I, I. no, I got that part, but damn.
1: I could tell you, but if I told you, We'd have to kill you. Ha, ha, ha.
3: Suddenly, the door opens again, and the Warforge walks back in. Hello, I am Jerry, by the way. And as he walks in, he holds the door open for Lucky, who runs out and goes, Tyronicus! Lucky. Oh, it's so good to see you.
4: Wait a second. I recognize you. (laughs) Masagerum? We have been waiting for you for a while. I saw you in the desert, didn't I? That you did. Have you been keeping tabs on the desert? How my noobs. Tyronicus, so why don't we talk outside, right? Let's go. Okay. And he
3: opens the door and he says, There are the rest of you non-handcuffed people are allowed to come as well, if you wish. Viper? Yes. Alright.
4: Oh see, so we just have to stay in the hallway. I got it. You're not gonna take us to an interrogation room. So I guess we're not technically prisoners. We're just in a holding pattern. Shut
3: up! And they close the door. <laughs> leaving Barb, Jess, and Monique inside the room with the four forge.
5: As you close the door, you hear Barb turn to Jerry and be like, Jerry, you old son of a bitch, how you been?
3: <laughs> you, you chose to name him Jerry. I know, I did it on purpose. That's good, <laughs> it's gonna be great. Okay, outside,
1: Lucky he goes, paper. Uh, uh, Tarana, because how did you? go? I can't believe this. You got them. You actually got them. Uh, well, Lucky, before we do any of this, you wouldn't happen to have, like, a, a healing potion on you, would you?
6: Right. I'm on borrowed time. Ah, uh, shit. All
1: right. Why don't you get down to the infirmary real quick?
6: I can stay for the conversation.
3: You hear through the door Jessica say,
6: May I recommend an Aaron Sorkin walk-in talk?
3: The door opens and you hear Lucky say, Uh, Huel, uh could you go grab us a med pack real quick? Yes, sir. Thank you, a lot. And he closes the door again as one of the Warforged walks out. And then he goes, "Okay, you're okay though, Vibrius."
4: Um, yeah, we. Thanks to me. Don't forget
5: that part. Hi. Jess, we're not in there. Stop talking to yourself. Just let them do it.
3: But
4: didn't the didn't the door open? No, up? he closed it again. He closed it. Oh, shit. <laughs>
6: Yes, I'll be fine. We encountered some very disturbing creatures down there. Remember
1: that thing we told you that we had ran into before that we wanted you to research? Right, right.
4: Should I take my headphones off for this? Yeah, go ahead.
1: Right, yeah. Well, it just attacked us again in that
3: forest. We've been seeing more and more of them. Remember when I called you and said uh, we had some strange happenings around Heartland? Yeah. Right. We're starting to suspect it was the same things. We don't know much about them, but there's a usual pattern.
6: All right. Might I ask... Why are there Warforged detectives all around? Is is something else happening up here?
3: Right. Um, Big Blue decided to uh, update our security protocols. I see. He says he's been running the calculations and he suspects the probable threat level has risen.
6: All right. Well, I do have to say, Miss Felcher and... Barbara did actually help us quite a bit down there. So they helped
1: to survive. Like that's they helped th- us fight the creature, but we they do still need to be interrogated, and they still have committed quite a few crimes. I exactly. Thank you, Tyrone.
6: I am not suggesting that they be completely let go. I am simply saying I don't think harsh measures will be necessary.
3: Trust me, Selma Horse is coming to investigate them personally. Like I said, a lot has changed around here. Big Blue's really stepped up security. What happened in the days that we've been gone? Well, first of all, we found a dead body beamed up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
6: Sorry.
1: But that wasn't our fault.
3: Well, he kind of eyes you all suspiciously. We so got
1: attacked by creatures beaming down. Like, right, we should right. definitely talk to somebody about how unsafe this is. Yes. You told me and we've definitely we're trying to
3: figure out a safer way to beam people up and down. That said, I don't know what's going on. I mean, you all know how the boss is. Have you guys ever even met him? I hardly ever get to see him.
6: I've only heard his voice.
3: Right. Anyways, so apparently he's been running calculations and he says he's detected higher percentages of possible threat. So he's just being extra cautious. Lots of things are out of uh, commission for the moment, unless you have a special order.
6: I see. Is there special clearance cards we're going to need for our duration here?
3: Don't worry about it. If you need anything, just ask
1: me. We need to get everything cleared. All right. All right. Well, there she is. Also, who's the third? Oh, that's Monique. She's been helping us a lot on this case and in general, she's great.
6: She's very kind. She actually helped in the apprehension of Miss Felcher and Barbara.
1: Okay, so not a trend. She's actually a double agent working for Hagatha as well. Oh boy. She happened to provide us a lot of information. Uh, Selma's definitely going to want to talk to her before we get anything clear.
3: Naturally. Right. Do you need anything else from me? And at this point, Ewell walks up and he says, here is your med kit, And you see this little, like, round contraption that he says, permission to administer?
6: Yes, please. Thank you.
3: And he, like, stabs it into your chest. Oh! And you feel a needle go in and a vial break as this, like, blue liquid oozes into you. You heal for eight points of damage. Thank you. Got any more of that stuff? Is anyone else in critical condition? Or do you think you'll be all right with a good night's rest? Uh, a good night's rest. All right. Uh, that said, I think I see some Hoss coming down, so... Let's start ushering these people into the containment cells, eh? Sounds good.
6: Alright, do you need anything else from us for the evening?
3: You might want to be here for the interrogation. Oh, I wouldn't miss that for the world. No way. Roger that. Alright.
4: I just have to say, Jimbo and I are now best friends because I've been talking to myself this entire time as (laughs) Jessica to Jimbo. When you cut the session later, I think you're going to have a really fun time. But I think Jessica really had a nice heart-to-heart with Jimbo. I love
7: that. You know, Jessica, we actually forgot to mention something and you and Barbara need to mute yourselves again for just one minute. Okay. There was nothing we needed to say. Just, you know, peace and quiet. Uh, (laughs) If y'all want to linger in this moment for a second we can.
4: I think the door is open. In Jimbo, hold on. Was
1: just oh. like sh- wait. Actually,
5: we need to finish. Sh- 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 All back and forth over here.
3: All right, boys. Please, if you could move them to the containment cells, that would be excellent. A
4: containment cell. My pleasure.
3: Absolutely and Jimbo kind of forcefully
4: grabs you, Jessica, oh, and
3: to lead you down the way.
4: All that talk about your life purpose, you fr- it's really invigorated, you hasn't it. Jerry <laughs> grabs thought. you, Barb, and
3: Cubit takes Monique, and they lead you down these, like, beautiful, clean stone corridors. They are flat and minimalistic with these kind of inset lights that there's this subtle glow coming out from them. And They approach what looks like this smooth stone wall. And actually it becomes a door and opens and slides open for you. And they shove each of you into one separate cell and then close the door behind you.
4: Bye Barbara, see you next time. Bye Jess.
3: Leaving you in these stark white cells.
5: Oh, I I don't, I don't like this. I like it, it's clean, but it's almost too clean. You know, it's like too
4: much. Can I request, excuse me, hello? I know that this is a nice stark white cell, but I was wondering if I could get a nice Lannister white cell instead. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. (laughs) At this
3: point, those of you outside, you see Selma Haas walking down and she goes, all right, Viper. Yes. Good to see you. Good to see you too. It has been... A couple of days. I can see that. Anyways, anything I should know before I proceed with interrogations?
6: They've been very cooperative and very helpful, so I have a feeling that they have cut ties with Hagatha.
3: That's going to be a hard sell, but here we go. All right. I'll start with... And she is doing the thing where you guys can see into the cells. She goes, I'll start with this one. And Jessica,
4: a door opens. Oh, when the Lord closes a window, he opens a door. Uh, Hi, hello, nice to see you. You see a barb mute yourself. See you next time, bye. And
3: she opens the door and you see this bugbear woman, very nicely built. She is in this like very power suit look.
4: Oh my goodness, I adore that suit, dear. Thank you very much. My name is Selma Haas.
3: Pleasure to meet you.
4: She holds out a bugbear hand. <laughs> Jessica, with her cuffed hands, I guess, will turn around behind her and then, like, reach out with her cuffed hands and take both her hands, clasp them around her hand, and uh, and shake it. It's our pleasure to see you too. And she's gonna try to like look over her shoulder, like, oh yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's nice to okay, uh, this is this is terribly uncomfortable. Enough, thank you.
3: I have a lot to do today, so. Let's get started, yes? Okay, yeah. I just need to ask you a couple of questions, if that is okay with you. Absolutely. Okay.
4: First question. Yes? Who are you? Oh, my name is Jessica Felcher. I don't know if you know me, but I am an author. I write mystery novels. And if Thomas has told you anything about me, then you probably know that uh, that they's based off of some very real-life experiences. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I'm just rambling. You could cut me off whenever if I've answered the question to your satisfaction, but I could just keep on going. I had a husband. His name was Frank. He passed away. It was very sad. It's very tough on me. Damn. She's just
3: eyeing you like she is wearing glasses with the little like librarian loop chain around her neck. She's eyeing you over the rim of her glasses. And the more you talk, the more notes she takes. Okay.
4: Well, let me start at the very beginning. I was born. No, I'm just kidding. That that that, that would be silly, wouldn't it? I, I'll just I'll keep it to the pertinent information. But I'm assuming what you really want to know maybe is uh, about my employment with an organization called the LLC and uh, with uh, with one Miss Hagatha something or other. Yes.
3: She just smiles at you and says,
4: "You may answer the questions however you wish." Okay. When you have answered the question to your satisfaction, we will move on to the next. Well, I guess you just ask. Who am I? So I, I think that covers it. Very well. Oh, I'm a hex Correct. My star sign's a Virgo, very organized, and my spell book was beautiful. I say was because uh, that rascal uh, Thomas burnt to a crisp in a hotel room.
3: Meanwhile outside, Lucky turns to all of you and goes, oh, she's got a mouth on her, huh? You don't know the half of it.
4: Yeah, that's about
3: it. Okay. Thank you for that
4: first answer. You're welcome next question what do you do for a living okay well as i said i'm an author mm-hmm. and then up until very recently i would say in the past couple of days i quit my former position with the llc and oh, no, it doesn't stand for limited liability corporation that would be silly anywho Let's see here.
3: She is taking notes. She is taking notes on everything you say.
4: Uh, so LLC stands for Lords of Law and Correction.
3: Absolutely notes set And
4: And uh, so I worked for that organization as kind of like a low-level employee for a while. I just received a promotion in like the past couple of weeks or so, but that didn't really end up working out because uh, whoop, that darn conscious, conscious, not conscious, conscience. Conscience. Sorry about that, but my conscience. To me, I always kind of think of like a little cricket sitting on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anywho, I was there for a while. Um, I had one mission ooh, that actually resulted in a little creature that I came to really adore. And I think I just saw the dang being outside here uh, as we were like flying up into the sky. I swear I saw my little dragon. Miss Felcher. Yeah?
3: I have a feeling you have a lot of interesting stories to tell.
4: I, yeah, I mean, like, I'm a writer, I have lots of stories. So let's try a game. Okay, yeah. I will be back to get into
3: all the weeds with you. Yeah. But let's get through these preliminary questions in four
4: sentences or less. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let's try this one again. Okay. What do you do for a living? I am an author and was an agent of the LLC. How did I do? Was that good? Was that good? I think Marvelous. I did really well to that. Yeah. thank you. Okay, how did you get here? Oh, gosh. Like, how did I get to this point in my life sort of thing? Or like, how did I get physically into this room? Whatever that question means to you. Okay, well, Jimbo led me from like the lobby area to what looks like a wall from a distance. But then as I got up close, it became a door and it opened up to this little like containing room. So now that, that's how I got here. But how I got to like this moon base, does the moon exist? Oh, sorry, you're asking the questions, not me. Okay, um... I think I got what I needed from that question. Okay. Why did you come here? It wasn't really, like, my idea, necessarily. Like, I was kinda just brought along for the ride, so to speak, I was uh, kidnapped. Well, not kidnapped, that makes it seem like I'm, like, an innocent party. Just like, oh, I've been kidnapped, Don't oh, know. Four sentences. I'm so sorry, that's right. Let me restart. I am a prisoner of Thomas Phelps and company. Excellent. Okay. Are you a magic user? Yes, I am. I am a wizard, uh, but my spell books burn, so it's only what's up here now. <laughs> <clears throat> have you been in
3: contact with any persons or objects of inordinate magical ability in the
4: last year? So the magic users uh, that I have met of great talent would be Astrogon the wizard, uh, since deceased. This is how? Um, well, aggressive stabbing by another magic user with her claw-like hands, like uh, an aggressive fingering, I guess, maybe is better <laughs> is the better word. Fingery, stabby action by Hagatha. Why? Uh, because she wanted him dead. Continue. In, in order to, at the time she was trying to kill Thomas to also kill Bahamut's spirit. Mm, uh, one
3: second there, one second. Wait, 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 wait. What? She was trying to kill Thomas, the Thomas that came here with you.
4: Yes, Mr. Phelps, that is correct. For what reason? Beyond my reckoning, I have no idea why Bahamut would choose that poor fellow as a vessel, because Lord knows he is a stubborn one. I don't know, he could have grown since the last time I saw him, but geez Louise, he did not really take to being revived back to life by... Bahamut very well.
3: She is scribbling intently and says Bahamut as in the mythic eh, god for lack of a better word.
4: Yeah, the, the guardian of justice, I guess you could say. You say he was brought back to life by him? Yeah. That's, uh,
3: uh, you see she's flipping through other pages in that same notebook. She was and you are aware of these how? Huh? That's a great question. I think
4: we must have talked about it. Okay, so you traveled with him. He is previously associated with you? That is correct, yes. We uh, we used to work together. How closely? Uh, well, I considered him a, a dear friend for a really long time. And How long? I'd say we'd known each other two months, but it was only, like, getting closer over, like, a few weeks. But I know that doesn't sound like a long time, but it's felt like it. okay. Moving on from the
3: Ostrogon character, other persons or objects of immense magical
4: power? Uh, Hagatha Christie. Your employer, yes? Correct, yes. For how long? Gosh. Yeah, I would say it's been probably like two and a half, three years or so. Okay. When was the last contact you had with Miss Christie? Okay, uh, the timeline is a little fuzzy in my head, but I believe the last contact was third of winter. Hmm. I had communicated with her through a magical mirror that I had. I believe it has been destroyed by the fire that Mr. Phelps set in the uh, hotel room that we were in. Any other persons or objects of note you wish to share with me at this point? And then of course, the other magical being, I don't know if you have like a viewing deck on the moon, but as you were like passing through the sky, you might've seen like this, like very fearsome, like looking like energy humanoid creature thing that was attacking the group. So that was another one. I encountered it today. And then I'd also encountered it around like the first or second of winter. I encountered it on the, uh, Isla Libre, which is off the coast of the Fingers. Encountered in what capacity? It was like in a viewing room of like a lab looking out into like an enclosure, I guess I would call it. And what were you doing there? Two sentences or less. We'd been sent by the LLC to do some reconnaissance and get Michelle Crichton off the island. And by happenstance, we also happened to rescue several people that were stuck on the island. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Next question. Yes. Have you, in your opinion,
3: ever misused magic or magical items? (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
4: absolutely. No doubt about that. Would you care to give me a brief history? A brief history? Um, I would say murder uh, would be a big one. And then influencing people to, like, get my way sort of thing. Like, I also was with the help of Hagatha controlling my entire town with a uh, a ball of energy and magic as well. Okay. I would say those are uh, pretty big misuses of magic.
3: We would love to dive into those at a later point in time.
4: Uh,
3: Next question. Do you believe you put the well-being of others above your own?
4: At which point? (laughs) In general. In general, I would say within the past week and a half, that has greatly shifted. In which direction? In the direction of putting others before myself. Why? I would say it's a it's a combination of a couple of different things, but to keep it brief, the memory of my husband, would he feel good about the things that I've done and the nightmares? Last question. Yeah.
3: Are you a good person? No, I really don't think so. Thank you, Miss Felcher. It's sorry. I need to apologize. And she pulls out a handkerchief, I guess. Uh, she actually dabs your face. Thank you. I appreciate it. I will have to be back in a moment to speak with you further. However, before I go, yeah, just one more question of my own curiosity. What are you going to do now? <laughs> before you answer this question, we cut back outside and we see you guys have been watching the interrogation And all of a sudden, Lucky holds a finger up to his ear and he steps away for a second. And you hear him go, yes, sir. Ah, it's almost in there. Of course. Of course. And he kind of taps the communicator and comes back. Everything all right? Yeah. Big blue's coming. Big blue's coming. Here. Who? Uh, Our boss. Thomas Richard Kett. Be on your best behavior. And we cut back inside.
4: What are you going to do now? Well, before the capture and being brought here the plan was to um try and bring down the llc and stop it from happening How? Oh. well i'm not sure barbara or i have figured that out yet
8: mm.
4: but uh that was the hope but you know while hope springs eternal the, the practicality of putting a plan into action is very different who's to say Thank you very much, Ms. Felcher. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. It's, uh, I don't have anywhere else to be.
3: And outside the interrogation room, uh, walking down the hallway, you see a tall figure, roughly six foot seven, an all metal frame, very much like a warforged. They're clad in flowy linen garments of various shades of blue and the occasional pop of red. Around their waist is a thick, solid belt, ending in a brass buckle with the left Recon logo. Clinging to their shoulders is a long black cloak. And where you'd expect to see a head, you see a swirling, pulsating orb of blue energy. Lucky? Sir, uh, Selma's just in there. These are some of my top agents uh, Viper Hale and Veronica's Jangle.
6: Sir, it's a pleasure.
3: You say that, and you think the orb seems to look at you? They then seem to look towards Tyrannicus. Sir. Oh, and uh, these are Thomas and Richard, uh, as well as Kent, temporary agents. They've been a great help to Tyrannicus. Thomas, you see the orb kind of seems to pour over
8: you. You are not a lich. Uh, n- no. How did you come to attain your post-mortal form?
7: I had a lot of help from, uh,
1: Bahamut?
8: The mythic creature.
1: Yes, correct. Sir, if I may? Yes. He is a result of a magical accident. I was actually trying to figure out a way to get him fixed as well, but, uh, as you know, things kind of went south from there. He gestures towards the three cells, the the interrogation cells that you can currently
8: see into, and he says, Is there any pertinent information I should know regarding these?
1: Each of these were agents of Agatha. One, I believe, is still a double agent. The other two allegedly have detracted from their organization and the LLC, but they might have some pertinent information that could help us as well. And at this point, the door opens, and... Selma
3: comes out and is immediately taken aback by the sight of Big Blue and says, "Eh, pardon me, eh,
8: sir, a pleasure to see you. Hello, Selma. Excellent work. I will be taking the next one.
3: And he turns to face the cell that has Barbara inside. We're halfway there.
0: And welcome back to Totally Real Wrestling, where we see the warmonger has Titanio in what looks like a half Nelson. Now he's got him in a full Nelson. Now he's got him in a Nelson Mandela effect. Ladies and gentlemen, I do not believe what I am seeing, Hank. Well, Jim, it's like Forrest Gump said. Life's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get.
7: He never said that, Hank. This...
2: This is the HALFTIME Ad with Nikki B.
0: Okay. I think I'm ready to run my first campaign on the beta version of the Drimbus system. I got my adventure, I got my chips, I got... Well, I don't got friends, but I got the ChatGPT. All I need now is, um... Need more dice, I mean, yeah. One cannot use the same D12 for monsters and NPCs. Uh, yeah, what was I thinking? Like, like I'm just gonna use the same D12 for body and will checks. <laughs> God, what an amateur. But, um, but my dad's been trying to control my dice problem. I don't know where the extra sets are. Only
1: Crits. Huh? Oh, for the love of
0: OnlyCrits.com. But I don't have that kind of money. I just started working at Ninjas R Us. I, I don't even have my first paycheck yet. Oh, for 10% off your order and you get a free adventure <laughs> and oh my god. Just look at these dice They got liquid core eyeballs so that it always stares at you Ceaselessly judging always in agony That's fucking metal they got dice made with Android gears batteries not included and look at this Ocean wizard phylactery skull dice set with real suffering and agony stored in every purchase. This is amazing. Even if I did make up that last part. Surely the patrons can toss you a few bucks for a mystery die subscription. You are so right. I'll just hit up my friends in the patron only Discord. <clears throat> Who should I call first? There's Jerry Bratados, Queso Loco, Claire Jean Kelly, November Sky, John Mitchell, Credit Begier, Alejandro Lopez, Ace Andrews, Thomas Murphy, Regina Russell, Salty, Sam Olivos, Jordan Cobb, The Unnamed Rogue, John Gillette, Con Air on DVD, Doubtful Guests, not sure about them, Michael Richters, Davis Walden, Denny Doudrop, Myth Mythmouse, Callie Wolf, Brandon M. Bishop, Twiglets, Joanna, Westberger, Stan Sitzman, Scrambles the Death Dealer. Aaron Adams, Nathan Mesnard, Ruth Thanatos, Morgan Lawson, Trip, Wilhelmina Fox, Stoner Panda, Melissa Rain, Hensational, Aaron Servania, Butts Plenty, the Lone Trumpeter, Uvula Nutria. Oh, what? Uvula Nutria? And normally me. Um. Thank you all. Oh, uh, I'll try Obama first.
1: Dreaming of
5: a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ali is here to help. Ali invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber
4: In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker,
6: you'll find what you came for here
4: and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com.
3: Barbara, you see the door in the stark white cell opens. And in walks a very tall figure, about six foot seven an all metal frame. And where their head should be, you just see this big swirling pulsating orb of blue energy. And he walks in and says, Hello. Hi.
8: I have a couple of questions to ask you and then we will determine how to proceed.
5: Okay, sounds great.
8: Who are you?
5: Who am I? Okay. Um, well, I, I'm Barbara. Hi. Um, I, I didn't catch your name.
8: It is not relevant.
5: Okay. All right. Well, my name's Barbara.
8: Very well. What is your prime directive?
5: Uh, prime directive. Yes. It is technically to uh, establish order.
8: Why technically?
5: Um, well... I don't know, I, 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 it's weird, I, I know, from one warforged to, I, you I don't know if you're a warforged, actually, I don't want to assume, just because you're kind of metally looking I am. Um, oh, well, then, from one to another, um, I don't know if you've ever experienced a change in your directive, like, on your own account? Question mark.
3: The orb swirls.
5: Okay, uh, but... I guess what I'm saying is, for me, I, uh, I kind of feel like maybe it's changed a little bit? In what way? Okay, look, if someone gives me the directive of establishing order, it's their version of order, whereas, you know, I mean, Order's gonna be different to everyone, right? So when I got Haggy's uh, uh, directive of of establishing order, but that's gonna be so, so clearly, I'm sure sure I don't have to fill you in, but it's so different from what you all here, I'm sure, consider as established order. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Certainly. Okay, so I kind of feel like maybe I'm... I feel like I have made a lot of choices lately establishing a certain type of order that I don't necessarily agree with. And so it's been very difficult figuring out what it means. And I've hurt so many different types of people, and I've met so many amazing types of people that I really didn't even mean to hurt, but I did because I I was doing one thing, but then on the inside of me, I also felt like doing another. It's been very conflicting, and I feel very conflicted even right now. Does that make sense? Yes. Oh, that's reassuring, I guess.
8: Establishing order. Your prime directive. What do you feel you've done in regards to accomplishing? This?
5: <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's a funny question you just, just yeah. Um I feel like. I feel like at first I was doing a really good job depending on who you asked. And then as time went on and I tried to quote unquote establish order, um, I made a lot of choices that I wouldn't agree with, that I feel also Haggy wouldn't have agreed with, that I feel like even the others I had met wouldn't agree with. So. Uh, I would have to say in this moment, I feel very poorly about um, how I've gone about establishing order
3: if if that makes sense. Meanwhile, outside, lucky again goes oh, all right, heavy stuff. You've all been on the ground with them. What do you propose we do next? I believe them. Leave them in what capacity?
6: In the capacity that they want to change the way that they'd been living previously. It doesn't undo their crimes, but I think they want to be different people.
7: He looks at you, Thomas. Doesn't change what they did, even if they are being honest. They still need to go away for a long time.
3: Are there any questions that you think would be of use? And or, regardless of how they feel, do you think they serve... Any purpose in what is to come.
6: I do. I think that having been employed by Hagatha previously, that they will have pertinent information as far as bases, as far as resources, as far as potential future plans, and I don't know how stained their reputation with her is, but I don't see why Hagatha wouldn't be inclined to meet with them if they wanted to return
1: i don't really care about their fates my whole objective was to get them here and to get them up under for abusing magic although i do think that they have pertinent information hagatha aside to help us stop the llc which i think is a bigger threat than whatever else is going on. They can still be judged and they can be put away or we can eliminate them, whatever, but after they've served their purpose.
3: Besides extracting information, do you think they serve any practical purpose on the field? I'll be
1: honest with you. Releasing them is going to be a very hard
3: sell to Big Blue.
1: I mean, more hands on deck is always better, and especially if we don't have to expend our own agents who are already running thin. I think it definitely helps.
6: And I must say... I was saved several times by Miss Felcher, and I assume Barbara would have done the same. I do feel like they have tactical purpose.
1: I can't speak too much for Miss Felcher, but I do like the robot, and she attacked that creature thing while the rest of us were getting assaulted.
7: I believe there is hope for Barbara to assist us. I do believe what Viper said of extracting information from them is going to be very important However, I do think their purpose at this point belongs behind a jail cell to be used as an example for everyone that works with Hagatha, the biggest threat to all of us, that they could be stopped. And for the sake of justice, I'm going to have to insist that they be prosecuted immediately.
1: The thing about that, Thomas, is now that they're here they can't go to a regular jail cell. Your normal processes of going through the adjusted systems is irrelevant, so they'll be here forever, which isn't gonna happen. They'll probably be have their mind wiped and sent back as normal people.
6: I also worry. I don't know, it just came over me, but if it's broadcasted that they have been apprehended and it's of the sort of Hagatha and your crew, you're next. I worry that that could put many of our anonymousness and agents at risk for Hagatha to come find them. The last time
1: it was announced that they got arrested, an entire court got attacked by dinosaur things? I don't, I don't, I don't quite.
6: Precisely think. my point. I understand that wanting to make a point of justice is very important to you, Thomas. But at this point in time, I feel like that course of action might simply provoke another attack. And it could be even bigger this time. And I don't want to put anyone here at LEP at risk further.
7: You're putting people at risk by sending Jessica out. Easy. Do what you want with Barbara. She's not my responsibility, although it begs the moral question of using her for your own gain. I'm not going to argue with you there. However, Jessica needs to stay locked up. She is too dangerous, and I'm not going to let innocent people get killed because we let her loose for whatever you want to do with her.
3: Lucky puts a hand on your shoulder and he says, listen, I'm with all of you. Honestly, you all have good points, but considering the situation we're in, it's up to them to convince Big Blue one way or the other. I don't think this is in our hands anymore. And we cut back inside the cell. And you see at this point, Big Blue kind of waves his hand. And those of you outside, the magic projection allowing you to see and hear inside the cell cuts out. Please mute yourselves.
5: That's hot, love that. <laughs> okay. Get out of here. Everybody out. Warforged to Warforged now.
8: Do you have any questions for me? Um. No one can see or hear you right now? Oh, Um. yeah,
5: yes, yes, actually. Where? <laughs> Where the heck am I? Where the heck are we right now? I know it's not the moon. This cannot be the moon. You can't tell me the moon has been fake this whole time.
8: We are in a secure location. I cannot give more information than that. What I can say is the moon is real. Thank God. Although you have likely never gazed upon it.
5: Oh. Well, oh, okay. Um.
8: How many cycles have you been running?
5: I want to say... About seven? Seven cycles now?
8: Mm. Any other questions?
5: How many cycles have you been running?
8: Too many to count.
5: (laughs) And um, during those too-many-to-count cycles, have you ever had a doubt about your own directive?
8: No.
1: Wow.
5: Really?
8: But for what it is worth. You are hardly the First Warforged to question their directive. Really? It is exceedingly common.
5: Okay. If that's the case, what happens next, I guess? I am. Uh, you got us. You did it. You, you did it. And I'll be honest. We didn't have much of a plan when we were even caught. We were trying to, to be... Well, damn it. We wanted to stop fresh, but I know it's kind of impossible, I guess, considering we got plastered in the damn newspaper. All all that aside, what... What happens next?
8: That's what I am deciding now.
5: Oh, you decide that. Oh, shit. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Um.
8: You need not apologize. Okay. This, Hagatha, and the LLC, how did you come to be in their service?
5: I don't remember. It just... It just happened. I guess I didn't really have a say in that. It just happened.
8: Are you a good person, Barbara?
5: Well, I guess that depends on the definitions of good and person. <laughs> and Barbara nervously <laughs> chuckles and, like, touches, scratches her hair, but there's no wig on top, so <laughs> she's like, okay, okay, well...
8: <clears throat> Assuming you walk out of here today, what are you going to do next?
5: I don't know. Um, I do know that I have a lot of thinking to do. Um, I I, I know I would kind of want to start fresh, which again, sounds very difficult,
8: but... Not impossible. Barbara?
6: Mm?
8: Our directives are not too different, you and I. What I will say is the LLC poses an incredible threat to this continent, to possibly beyond, to establish order to maintain the order and safety of the people of our region. We are going to need to stop them. Do you have anything that you think I should know?
5: How much time you got?
8: (laughs) As much as is needed.
5: I think... I mean, you already know I was essentially her right-hand man. So there's a lot of information that I have. And short story? It's gonna be difficult i think to do what it is you all want to do hey maybe not impossible but definitely gonna be a fight
8: we know the llc meets once a year on the first of spring do you have any information regarding the upcoming meeting its location its purpose anything
5: not much i'll be honest with you i don't know a lot but from what Haggy did tell me, and from what I can actually remember, it's gonna be somewhere in Heartland. As for what exactly they'll be doing, Haggy... Oh, Haggy had some big... thing prepared, and she, was, she wasn't she was too far along when she had mentioned it to me the first time, or the first couple of times. Um, so, I have no idea what exactly it is. Um, well, that might not be true. I, I, I might have a idea? I could be wrong. I don't i don't know. might be. Um, I think it has something to do with that thing we had to fight to even get here. I think it
3: he projects an image within the orb of the abomination. That thing? Huh. Oh,
5: yeah, yeah, that thing.
3: Yeah. Okay, it goes away.
5: There's a plan to create this army. I'm sure you know about Michelle Crichton and then her lunatic ass. She's, she's, she was, was, oh my gosh, was. <laughs> that was crazy, but there's a plan to build some sort of army, essentially, and I don't know if you had to fight that kind of thing, but good lord, that sucked. That sucked. Um, but anyway, invitations have already been sent out.
8: So if we were to locate a lord, they could potentially tell us its location on purpose?
5: Yeah, if, if they're still in good terms and in communication, then, then definitely I would say so.
8: Thank you, Barbara. Sure. Sure. I will be back, but this will be all for now.
5: Okay, um, just to, just one thing. Um, yes? I have no idea what Haggy knows, if she even knows about this, you all, whoever you are, but, um, if she does, and she has any idea that we've been captured by you, walking in there could just be a big trap. Getting an invitation and meeting, a, you know, convincing a lord to help, I don't know. But it could just... It could go bad. I don't I just wanted to mention that. Just I'm sure you thought of that. You you seem like a very smart person, so but just in case.
8: Noted and appreciated. Sure. Thank you, Barbara. Sure. The hours pass.
3: Richard eventually leaves for a second to go to the mess hall to get coffee. He comes back with the chairs and he says, Things have really changed out there. But he kind of sets out these little stools for everyone and you sit and you watch the interrogations as they go on for hour after hour after hour finally at one point Big Blue comes out of talking to Monique he calls out towards the entrance and says Jerry can you come over here Jerry comes out yes sir apprehend this man he gestures to you Thomas Uh, what and Thomas Jerry places the half handcuffs on you and then the magical restraints activate. I'm sorry, what's going on? Big Blue then kind of turns his hand and you see the doors to all three cells open. And then he says, Cue, Cubit, Jimbo, bring them forward. And they go into the cells, grab all
4: of you and line you up. Hi Jimbo, it's good to see you again.
8: Shut up. (laughs) After careful thought, it has become increasingly clear that it is in the best interest of the people of Omorissia for us to terminate Jessica Felcher, Thomas Phelps, uh, Monique, and Barbara. Uh, how did I get dragged into this? You are serving Bahamut, are you not? Y- yes. It has become increasingly clear to me that your end goal will result in the return of a This is is a potentially catastrophic event. What? This is not up for debate, Mr. Phelps.
7: Okay, can we get a trial at least? I'm sorry. <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: I
3: mean, help helped me out here, right? You, you you can't just execute us without giving us a chance to explain ourselves.
1: Sir, uh, if I may. The orb turns to you. Is there any way that we can postpone this verdict until the situation is resolved with the LLC and Hagatha? I do believe that these people- This here- is
8: precisely why I have reached this verdict. Sir. They are a primary security risk.
1: They are a primary security risk. Let
8: loose, they could easily contact her or be seen. Why run that risk at all? Okay,
7: have you done calculations? This is not a judgment
8: on your worth or morality. This is a simple calculation on the security and the outcome of the mission. Sir. That said, seeing as you all feel so strongly in the interest of fairness and morale on base, I will allow you to build a case. Understand, I will be serving as judge, jury, and executioner, but I will give you a chance to convince me otherwise. I believe it is customary for the defense to have time to prepare.
7: Yes, very customary.
8: A prosecution is not necessary. Okay. Jerry, when they are ready, escort them to my chambers.
3: And... They take all four of you who are chained up and throw you all into one cell together.
5: Oh, (laughs) excellent.
2: This has been Your Honor. Your Honor features the vocal talents of T.J. Berry as Tyrannicus, Amanda fernandez Acosta as Barbara, Nicholas Palazzo as Thomas Phelps, Michael Pisani as Jessica Feltra, and Hannah Schooner as Viper. The rest of the world is voiced by your DM, Giancarlo Herrera. Editing was done by Hannah Schooner and Giancarlo Herrera with sound design by Giancarlo Herrera. If you want to support the show, consider checking out the links in the show notes, or go to patreon.com slash drimbus. Our patrons get access to exclusive perks like our after-the-show show, after the drimbus, free exclusive merch, bonus series, and the chance to create items for the show, or have NPCs named after you. Oh, And don't forget to tweet using hashtag Drimbus to be entered to win a free Dungeons & Drimbus sticker. Thank you all so much for listening, and I do declare, I'll see you all next week.
1: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
0: One foot after another. That's all I can do. That's all any of us can do. I was remote ops in the war. Neural implants let me control trucks, drones, whatever you got. Now I'm back and all these government issue prosthetics are falling apart.
6: What the hell are you doing in my barn?
0: I'm just looking for a little power, and then I'll be on my way.
6: That'll be Arlen Frey. He must have seen you on the drone feeds. Who is he? The meanest son of a bitch with a badge.
2: Broken Road. A dystopian audio drama coming Monday, July 25th, 2022 on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else you like to listen. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Broken Road Pod. Learn more at www.recursor.tv forward slash BrokenRoad.